Drink it in. That's spicy. Welcome to another episode of From the Kitchen Table. To the streets. I am your host, Josh. And I am your drunkard. That's it. (laughs) This is the Bloody Mary episode. Yeah, it is. Turn off the lights and look in the mirror and be decapitated by... The candy man or however it works. <laughs> Can't fix that. Ooh. Better off dead. He's a phantom. Listen to him. <laughs> and he's got a hook for a hand. Oh. And a blade for a hand. <laughs> His feelings are a hand. Bees. Bees for a hand? He has bees for a hand. And a mouth and a torso. <laughs> the candy man. I like plot holes because this plot holes. Welcome to Candyman. <clears throat> Welcome to the Candyman episode from the Kitchen Table to the Streets. I am your host, Candyman. Farewell to the Flesh. That's the wrong movie. It, yeah, that, yeah. Is it? Yeah. What's Farewell to the Flesh? Fa- Farewell to the Flesh was a Hellraiser. Oh, I should know that. You should. As big a fan of the Centipites as you are. Well, perhaps I haven't caught up to speed. I need a, another sip of my tomato juice to- beverage. tasty beverage tasty tomato vegetable cocktail Ooh, that stuff is piquant <laughs> I think it's piquant the, the, it the pickled okra is what sets it off yeah it's got <clears throat> pickled okra in it yes little little look at it minnow <laughs> I know you people listening at home can't see it but yeah it looks like a delicious morsel just <laughs> floating in his beverage a, look at that shit <laughs> <laughs> pickle okra floating around in my tomato with some ice which is usually a mistake but I got some cayenne pepper and some Worcestershire and some garlic powder and all the things you need to live really it's vodka and vodka and dreams and centibites <laughs> there's centibites in there all the vitamins and minerals are in the top of the Bloody Mary. That's right. That's what, you do, what a lot of people don't know. It's got Cinnabites in it, so you know it's good. <laughs> Not to be confused with Cinnabon. <laughs> well, cinnamon goodness in their fleshless carcass. <laughs> yes, there is no good, there is no evil, there is only flesh. flesh. <laughs> Even in hell, your Bloody Mary will be legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my lord. No. <laughs> horses, horses, horses. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's an old reference. Uh, yeah, uh, we. If had I to. sip this Bloody Mary, I'm reminded of young Meg Ryan. <laughs> oh, oh Meg. Ugh. Anyway. Yuck. <laughs> and then the pairs went all over the street and Nicholas Cage. <laughs> all right. It was horrible. He was free yeah. of heaven. All right. <laughs> Say hello to heaven. Oh, Chris. A moment of silence for Chris Cornell. Okay. And we're done. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, for all 13 listeners, um, <laughs> we, yeah, we missed last week. So this one's going up a, a week later because I. We didn't check the metrics. Josh passed had, the probe. Josh graduate students. So. All gathered for. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I had to work in Alabama. 
Uh, yeah, well, you brought it Joe up. Joe on my knee. Ah, oh, bro. That's how you lost your Clementine. I don't know how it goes. Anyway. My dearest Winifred. No. I'm part-eyed Rush. I'm thinking about taking myself to a box that is red, and inside this box of red is a movie of my dreams. And what is this movie you speak of? I don't know. I was just making an excuse <laughs> up to go to the stills and get the soup. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just, Tags out. I'm I doing this. Tag. Saw it. Um, saw it? Was it good? Was it funny? You'd like it. It was like a feel-good, kind of a toned-down... Um, What's that bachelor party show where everybody loses their teeth and Zach Galifianakis is like, I'm a wolf pack or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hangover. The hangover. It's like that, but it's more laid back and it's more like an adult kind of, it's a feel good, warm, like a pat on the back. Like, you guys, it's based on a true story about these like nine friends that played a game of tag for 30 years. Yeah. And they lived all over the country and then people would dress up like old women or they'd surprise their buddy at the airport and tag him and then they'd be it for like, yeah, I can't remember how it worked, but like. From May or December was tag time every year. And somebody could show up every year for a long time. And you, if you got it by the time New Year is, well, tag didn't go on the rest of the year. So that whole rest of the year, they got, you, got, you were it, but everybody else got bragging rights. Or, and they just ridiculed you. Yeah. And they just went on until they were all older, older people. So, I mean, it was neat. It was a feel-good kind of thing. It's cool. I wanted to see it. Uh, I keep. Uh, you didn't miss anything, but it we wasn't. We were going to get it on demand the other night, and just decided not to. What did we watch instead? We watched Office Christmas Party. I don't know. If Freaking hilarious, dude! Yet another. Uh, it's a yet another wonderful comedy brought to you by Jason Bateman. Yeah, who's, yeah. Ho- who's hilarious? He's a but funny dude. T.J. Miller in it. Uh, yeah. What's her name uh, from? I think she, I saw that. T.J. Miller is he like the eccentric billionaire? Yeah, he, yeah he's like the CEO of this uh, yeah. of this tech company, and his sister, who is Jennifer Aniston, yet another is uh, another you know, CEO or yeah, whatever, uh, says they can't throw the office Christmas party. So they go all out. And yeah, it's I think I saw it. It's insane. an older movie. I think I saw it. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. We hadn't seen it. So didn't they like bet him to swing from the lights across the yeah, thing well, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, they bet this other exec to you know, swing yeah. from the lights. He does it, and it's a horrible fail, and it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a riot. It was a really good movie. Only in the eighties and sixties were the streamers across parties strong enough to swing on. Where is America ingenuity gone? It's all China. funneled. No, it's all funneled down into the head of Elon Musk. <laughs> Sweet name, Elon. Did you listen to that Elon Rogan? Podcast? Yes, I don't miss any of that. I listen to every Rogan podcast ever. Um, I listened to one today that was a tearjerker. Pretty good. Uh, I listened to that one all the way to Alabama. That's what that was, I was. I listen. I listened to. Like, a, I got a three-hour drive. Joe, and this go ahead. Would be perfect. I listened to a guy named Morgan and Joe Rogan cry about Anthony Bourdain. It was it's surreal to hear both of them kind of being upset about it. But he apparently, I mean, he was a fucking swell, swell cat. Well, Anthony had been on Rogan several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, just the, the kind of quintessential talking about his life and the kind of duty was, was, you know, pretty intense. But I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't want to go into it, but it was something, it was one of those things. It affected me because I love that show. And it's one of those things like, you know, like a chef guy could, you know, do this and be good at it and write and then love something and be given. I think the, the quintessential thought pro is like, we're going to take a 60-year-old heroin addict and let a film crew follow him around, and he's just going to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And talk about it. Narrate it. And smoke weed. Because this guy's smoke, smoke weed and 
drink and hang out in foreign countries and eat goat stomach cheese and and talk about the people and the culture. It was just really interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my take. I mean, that's as far as I'm going to go with it. But it's super interesting. Um, yeah, I think we did what an hour on it in our first podcast. Mm-hmm. So. So I mean, that's as far. But I just listened to this. Yeah. It was like the, the AD, the guy that followed him around with the camera. It was like his buddy. He did, oh, did the show for like 10 years. Yeah, so I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. So. yeah. It was good. But uh, I don't know. I did my podcast in a day. And after I did all my podcasts, uh, uh, everything broke. So I was busy working. So I put on uh, Patrick Rothfuss, The Name of the Wind, the King Killer series. Started listening to it. Nice. It's such a great story. Uh, remind me what the King Killer series is again, because I know we've talked about it in the past. Uh, we've two never main done characters, both, and I can't remember the exact story, but it starts off very kind of young kid, but the young kids like maybe like think of it like an adventurer who has given up on adventure or whatever. I mean, he was like pretty epic in other parts of the world, and then kind of retired, like Aragon or Reagan or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of he has an in now, and he's got a his apprentice or his buddy stays with him and they run this inn in this small town and slowly over over the series stuff starts to happen and people recognize him it comes to light that he's like this it's like a first person kind of adventure like you hear the two characters talking back and forth like it's happening yeah and uh it turns out back as it unfolds badass he's like a sword mage he's like a, a supreme badass but it's a some dresden some Oathbringer, I mean, some kind of Brandon Sanderson. It's kind of like that kind of epicness mixed with like a dark serenity. It's kind of like the the main evil guys, like uh, like Galvatorx is called the Chandrian, and it, it's like a group of dark beings, like nice. a council of dark beings. Um, that's legendary. Little kids sing songs about it. So do their grandparents. It's like this kind of persistent evil, as in your Mordor or your Ganon. Would be nice, you know? but uh, it goes from I know there's several of them, but it goes from like, oh, this is an interesting story about the day to day life of a quiet, semi magical fantasy medieval village, and it just amps up to they're fighting like, like these black onyx spider creatures that are like the size of a cartwheel that are really super fast, and they fight them, and they, they their legs are like razors, and they they'll kill you. And you can crack, you can crack them or throw them in the fire. But if you keep a piece of them, all the other ones will hunt that piece down. Oh, Jesus. You got to burn them, and there's like this procedure. It's like the rule of three. You got to have this type of wood and this type of wood and this type of wood, and bury them ten foot down, and all this stuff. And it just keeps going. You know, he's got green eyes and red hair, and he's some kind of. I don't I haven't. I can't remember. I just remember I read the book and I really liked it. Well, after Oathbringer, I was like, I've had enough of the. I've had enough of Rashar. I've been spending a while in Rashar. I never get tired of Rashar though. Uh, no, I won't. I just I'm tired of hearing you know starting back over the way of kings and all that. So I kind of yeah, yeah. I went with another series. It's the same kind of vein. It's the same kind of fantasy series, but it's 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 interesting enough to like oh I remember this, but I've forgotten. Yeah, you know. So and then when I hear it, I was like oh okay, and it's filling in the gaps in my memory of the story. I just can't I can't give you a synopsis of it right now because I quite frankly can't remember. That's why. I, uh, but it's su- it's super super good. I, did, I had the same feeling. It's like an award winning story. Same feeling the other day, or a couple of weeks ago, rather the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago when I I wanted to, I was remembering a story or I told someone about a story that I had read, 
was like, I got to go back and listen to that. And went back and listened to the first three Mistborn books. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, so good. Allomancy. Yeah, that was Farrah really, Kitty really awesome. Just... I like the way you can see, like, the reflection of Rashar. Yeah. Like, as he, it seems like it's, he's built this story he's had for a long time outlining. The Mistborn was like a, I don't know which one was the spinoff of which. But they all they got very a lot of similarities in those stories. Apparently, they all take place in the same universe. Yeah, but they're just disconnected somehow. Yeah, well, he's already proved that there's <laughs> uh, dimensional travel. There's multiple dimensions. Yeah, or planes of existence yeah, and which, stuff like that. Which Hoyd yeah constantly travels between. Yeah, which is why he's in every one of the books. And he named he's named different stuff in different. Yeah, he's, but he always comes back to Hoyt. Yeah. You, know, you can call me Hoyt. You can call me this, but my, you can also call me Hoyt. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. I know it's interesting. I, re- I really like, yeah, Wit. Um, and they played Wit. I really liked that character. But I was re- at the end of Oathbringer, I was realizing how many plot holes at the end. It doesn't really, a lot of this stuff. It's not sewn up at all. No, because it's such a big series. He's pulling the taffy because he knows. He's like, okay, I've got no telling how many books he's got planned because he's not, he, do, he doesn't just let you know like that. The great thing about him, though, is you can get on his website and he leaves updates, yeah. like a status bar for what he's writing and how far along he is in the well, writing. Well, remember how long we waited for Oathbringer? Two years. No. Three years we waited. So I mean, if he's going to try to put another one of those books together, I know he's taking a break. He dedicated an entire year to finishing it. So, I mean, I was you know, if you listen to the audio book at the beginning of Oathbringer, he goes to it. The preface is insane, talking about how long it takes to put the book together, how much goes into it, all that. Not to mention how long it takes to sit around and think about it and write. That was a great thing to add. It was. It gives to, you a window books, yeah. into somebody like, for me, who's like, who wants to be a writer, but to, to imagine trying to take on an undertaking like that, where you're writing a huge story. And not that to, I couldn't do it, but I mean, and like. Not, he's not just writing one huge story. He's always got like three or four books going at the same time, which is why, like last year, he had to, t- or a year before, he had to take 2017 to finish Oathbringer. Yeah. What was it Jim Butcher made the made the joke one time? He's like, I got on. I bought Brandon's new book before I got on the plane. When I landed, a new book had come out. <laughs> yeah, it just cranks them out. Yeah. Speaking of Jim, that's another book we're waiting on. We're waiting on Peace Talks. Yeah, I had even updated and looked at it because I know on my Audible account it's gonna pop up. Yeah, dude. There, but on the website, there's there's no word. Now he did release um, briefcases. Another uh, anthology of short stories, of, yeah. uh, which had a really killer uh, story about Molly's first mission as uh, as a Winter Queen. Yeah, it was fantastic, and you get to you get an insight into the mania of a fairy of the mantle. Yeah, of, and of the mantle where she almost kills Carlos trying to uh, having sex with him. She almost kills Ramirez. Makes sense. <laughs> Leaves him bloody on the floor of a hotel in Antarctica somewhere. It's it, it, yeah, it's pretty there's, amazing. There's no hotels in Antarctica, or wherever they were. It was cold. Cold town, USA. Cold town, USA. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Also uh, waiting on the next uh, Cinder Spires book. He's got to finish Peace Talks 
so he could start writing the next Ender Spires book. There's a lot of stuff I want to read and everything, but I mean, like here recently, everything's been so it's so up in the air that I haven't really worked on any of my stuff that I've been working on. I mean, I looked at it several times and I brought it up. And if I leave it on the screen when I see it and I'm passing by, I'll sit down and I'll read like the previous whatever I wrote chapter or whatever, and I can crank some stuff out. And then I go back and look at it. It was just like trying to get my head back in that lane and write. I was there's no cohesion to that story. I yeah. mean that book or whatever it is. Well, I mean that's I mean there's nothing to it. It's literally just the inside of my, my just mind vomit. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. But it's it's hard to get my mind there. It's like you know, and I can start it with a story. It was like yesterday. This happened. This happened. This happened. You know, A B C. And this is how I feel to feel about it. Comma. <sighs> Fucking bullshit. And then, you know, or just kind of build, you build it up like it's a joke. And then as you kind of hit growing towards the punchline, I lose myself and it ends up just being like wacky. And I can't remember. I have to go back and read it from the beginning to where I'm at now and then go back into it to kind yeah. of reset your to, mind to get back to get, where yeah, I was get at. Back in your it's rhythm. not easy. I mean, I wouldn't say it. writing is hard, man. Like if you sit there and commit to write, I mean, at 5,000 words, and you know, you'll say your average novel is 40,000 words. It took me like two months to write the first episode of our comic book mm-hmm. and it's like literally three pages it's that a, can be broke down into a you know 16 pages of comic book but well, still that's how you that's how you do it. i mean just like i was trying to think about how to do a storyboard for the uh for the short film and i can't it's like 16 17 pages um with there's some but i need to go back and put liner notes and, and all that stuff in it but if I was doing a storyboard... That's why you just write a shot list. That's what I should have done. But it's like afterwards, but it's so much. Like the shot list is not just like A. It's like A, and that's a page. Talking about the way... Uh, because it's all in my head, if I'm going to direct it, I'm a really hands-on guy. It yeah. wouldn't be behind the camera guy being in front over here doing that it'd be and one if, of those experiences where i'm your i'm your dp well no we're doing you're telling we're, me you know basically doing everything here. yeah basically doing everything but market market out get to your mark have the light here light this you know do all that and then find the people that want to be in the movie um we had it set up when the bar was rolling and everything was fresh and of course that fell apart as things do and trying to get momentum back up to do it it's just like herding cats it's yeah. like, all right, well, who's free? Nobody. Who can I get that's interested? I could get several people that are interested in it, but is it going to fit? Well, who's going to show up and do the work? It's not going to take long. It's not going to take long because we're going to have to do it like, like a final cut director. we got one or two takes. Yeah. And that's a wrap. Not that we're spending money on it. That you have, that's what you yeah. have. Well, I mean, not only that, we're shooting. You know, if we shoot, when we shoot it, we're going to shoot it digital. We've got and we're cu- Exactly, but coming back and being able to edit. And that you're making it easy on uh, sitting there next to you or whatever and trying to edit it. Because it's going to take a while, and that's got us getting together and doing it, and sitting right next to each other and be like, "Okay, we got these two scenes to choose from. Which one looks like they, you know?" And ultimately, we have as many takes as you want, but the more takes you have, the harder, the harder it is, the hardest edit. to edit. And that's so, why we shoot. That's why we do what Kevin does, and we shoot as efficiently as possible. That's going to be easy because you're thinking about the room, um, the setup. What's going to be the hardest scenes? It's not even the well. Anytime you put people in a scene talking, it comes off porny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's overacting or underacting. You want to be able to do it in a natural way, which means ultimately having a camera set up that you can hit remotely, or 
uh, say, okay, we're about to actors like y'all run through y'all's lines real quick, and we're about to. Uh, oh no, it, it would. Well, it's check it take out. Rehearsal. Listen to this. I understand that, but listen to this. After all that, all, we're we're talking like this game day, right? Or game time. They say, all right, y'all sit there and look at each other, and y'all run through y'all's lines, and uh, and y'all just feel it out. All right, just just go whenever you're ready. Yeah, and be shooting it. And just watch yeah. it. It's like, okay, okay, this this time's for real. That was just a test, you know, just a test to see how, and then get them to see it, just how intense it's going to be, you know. And then because of the way it happened in my mind when I wrote it out, like, I know what the emotion looks like. I know what the facial expressions are about in the range of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Not too intense, you know, that kind of stuff like that. And being able to, it's a dream to have how much fun it could be to just do a, this is, it's not going to be a big deal, correct? We don't have location. We don't need it. No. But as far as some of the creepy sneaky, we can get that any time and chomp that in. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, okay, this was the outfit you wore. I need you. Uh, we're going to go to the um, gas station. You're gonna, you need anything? Anybody need anything? Okay. You sit in the car. We're going to set you up in the car and get, you know, stabilize, get it on. And we're going to get him. Uh, you'll get out and set up on the hood. You know what I mean? And we'll get him or her or whatever walking out and going to the store. It's a normal transaction. Yeah. And then coming back out and getting in the car, start, look back to reverse. That's the scene we need. Yeah. And we're going to elapse time to show travel. You see yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to the store. Bam. Door shuts. Cut. Cut. Next thing, next sign is the door, uh, the, the car stopping and the door opening at the gas station. You're elapsing time for travel. Well, I mean, that's just what you do. Yeah, and it's going to be seamless. Most people Once just edited, most people shoot travel shots when there's just lots of dialogue to get through. You know, yeah, where you but get that behind the behind the heads two shots. This shot. is going to be a lot of quiet. Uh, I'm going to elapse some of it because it's like, gun, gun. You see what I'm saying? One door shuts, one door opens. You have to u- use your mind to assume that the travel happened. Yeah, and it's not going to be uh, horror movie shifty. You know, it's a psychological horror, but it's not a horror movie with a monster that's going to stab you, really. It's kind of a more mental thing. Yeah. But I think if we uh, set it up um, like that, it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting. I mean, I've made ridiculously good trailers sitting here by myself. Yeah. Just playing with the, with the, the media. Um, <clears throat> and didn't even do them right. Just decided to throw in whatever I wanted to throw in. You know? So when, once in earnest, I think... Uh, once we get everything together. Now, see, I don't think there's any film festival where we could submit a short film. But I'm sure there is, but I don't know. It's the world of what's, YouTube, What's man. the rule? I know, man, but what's the rules? Like, anybody can do a drop in the ocean. We could do short films forever and drop them on YouTube. Well, that's all you need. These days, we don't need to submit to a, you know, to a film festival. You put it up on YouTube. Well, I'd like hits. to do it just so yeah. I can get the rejection letters, like the book thing. <laughs> no, I'm serious because yeah. I want to. No, I want to frame them. Oh, I get it. I get them right there with you. But because even if you fail, sorry, the okra was too tempting. <laughs> um, I mean, just frame them, you know, at the house. It's like when someone sees that, what's that? You read it. We're sorry, but your application to this film festival has been declined. I think that's cool. Yeah. Because it just shows you you fired one all across their bow. You know, I like that. It's poetic. Well, not poetic. It's just more a metaphor for life. I said across her nose, not up it. <laughs> yeah. Up this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. It just depends how we approach it. <laughs> sorry, the Dunpeel had come in. <laughs> oh, Vampeel. 
Oh. So, you know, I don't know. It's just depending on, like, okay, well, we're going to uh, check the metrics, and if that's gaining, we'll do something. But if not, we're going to take a hiatus and work on this this Thursday, and the next Thursday we'll do this, you know, and kind of separate them, whatever, just to just to do it and have an excuse to get together yeah. and focus well, on Well, I mean, it. the great thing is now we have this wonderful platform to talk about what we're doing yeah. and even kind of chronicle what we're doing yeah. while we do it and it's also we can you know we can bounce off pig lore we can sit down and get you know some of the books and then sit there i was like remember i sat down and started doing a screenshot we're doing it all by yourself i mean like okay look just for the sake of argument let's set up the camera here or the phone or the ipad whatever we're going to use set it up here fi- you know figure out how we're going to stabilize it and work with li- lights and colors and have people walk through and see what it looks like on screen you know and and kind of test it. It's like screen test, light test, that kind of stuff to get yeah. in my mind. So once we start start trying to do it with momentum, that we'll already know. That we're not wasting time on set trying I'm not to figure doing it out. Any of that. So as long as it, it's going to be strange and weird and uh, continue to be so. So uh, and I'm, I'm fine with that. So yeah. And you know, I got the perfect weird place. This house would be great shooting. So not just that, but I mean, also I got some really neat, and I've, I did all of my research already. I know how to do the effects, like the the kind of uh, exorcist kind of effects, not with vomit and stuff, but I'm talking about like the way you can make things happen as far as the way they look on perspective behind the camera. So it's neat. Spooky new cheese. Twist the game. <laughs> Nah, the patron saint of the podcast, Petey Pablo, makes his entrance. Nope. So what we should do is when we finally, I don't know, get signed on Shady Aftermath or whatever. (laughs) 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 Instead of having the podfather like John Lovitz, we'll just have a picture, an inspirational picture of like one of those three casts of Petey Pablo, you know, like this. And then one's like, you know, just get child of it and put it in a portrait like the sailboat and just put it up on the wall. Because you can every once in a while you can just... Oh boy, fuck the Martian ones. <laughs> or whatever. You see that? Train coming. Full speed and it stops. Bro, that's what it says on the plaque on <laughs> yeah. the bottom, right? You hear yeah. that? Comma. Train's Train coming. coming. Full speed. Ain't it stopping this motherfucker. That's it. That's brilliant. I'd have that in the house now. From the kitchen table to, to the, the streets. streets. <laughs> we got no kitchen table, no streets today. I'm thinking about having shirts made just for me. I think we should. I'll dig in the Bridge Four shirt, man. Yeah, right on. I'm thinking, uh, just because I have access to it, like, it's real vinyl, like, it's a, a yeah. legit shirt. Um, so, doing that, I just got to take a better picture, because every time I look, it's like, I look like my fat Uncle Tommy. I'm like, yeah, we got to take a, a better picture for the for the, for the podcast. It's pretty yeah. bad. So, I'm not putting that on a shirt. I just want to have a shirt that says, from the kitchen table to the streets on it, because it's an awesome name. I think we have we might have set a standard we, we just can't live up to. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds kitchen table and it sounds streets. What are we talking about? I don't know. Fucking homosexuals and Vicodin. <laughs> We're not talking about any of that. Not yet. So not what are you yet. doing? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Notice. Notice the Santa Claus dish rack. <laughs> that's, that's the password. <laughs> it is. No one gets in. I watched that video the other day. I <laughs> found it in my no, scrolled through my videos and found the the one where you're where you're doing the taco shark. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm circling the tacos like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird day. I was just in a good mood that day. Yeah. It was a good day. You flipped the box over and started singing the ingredients and you're oh, yeah. the tacos. It was amazing. 
Monosodium glutamate. That's hard. What's in my tacos? <laughs> yeah, what's in my taco? Horrible things that aren't in real tacos. I don't know. True that. Oh, that was weird. I just need to. I need to get my phone fixed so I can go back and look at my videos because they're just saying trouble download. It just won't work. So. Have to make that happy. one of the. Have to make that some of the some of the Patreon prizes for people that become patrons. You get wacky videos that we've done throughout the years. That's true. Because we don't have any trouble doing that. No. I got tons of no. those. And we can always pump out new content. I mean, look <laughs> at us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a bear and you're a hippo in a bear suit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the eagle. <laughs> Bro, that almost killed me. Our, what, what was okay? Right. Let's set the scene. All right, let's set the scene. It was New Year's or? It was New Year's, yeah. It was New Year's and me and you decided that we were just going to get fucking blastered. <laughs> and at some point, we were saying funny stuff back and forth. I don't yeah, know. All we, what we y'all, y'all about, yeah, all night. Y'all had me on a roll all What we were night. talking about, we were laughing and we were saying funny stuff. And then in that normal lull of the conversation where everything kind of goes quiet, you can see Josh, he's leaning over by me. Like, we're on a counter, but he's leaned, like, way over to put his elbow down yeah, on the counter. trying to hold myself up. I think he's chewing on a twist top. So he's chewing on something he's got in the corner of his mouth. I don't know what it is. Could have been a toothpick. And he got it. You can see the wheel. <laughs> you can see the wheels going, and he just kind of comes up with something. And uh, when he said it, I think it broke both of us. Oh, yeah. It shattered our, shattered our brains. You fell of, down. I yeah, rarely see this. Fall down on the floor laughing. It was funny. What was said exactly? Uh, um, I think. An eagle? I th- yeah, I think an eagle. <laughs> we were talking about animals fighting or something. Yeah, we were talking about animals fighting for some reason. Drunk as, as <laughs> Jeebus. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, was it? I bet an eagle would f- <laughs> fuck a wolf. In the ass with a knife of justice. <laughs> it was the pause that got me because you really re- reeled us in, like you were thoughtful. Like I know I had y'all all right on the hook. Fuck a wolf! And then I just yanked. It like you were, like you were putting it together as as you were thinking about it with a knife. Pause. Of <laughs> justice, and that, it was too bad. <laughs> and at the time, I think it was like post. Uh, I I choose justice, or I chose justice, yeah. or that tune. So that was that was actually pretty good. <laughs> I have that on voice memo somewhere. Oh, that day I asked you oh, about the song title, I couldn't. Uh, the song words I couldn't think about. I was like, um, I'm the one that's broken, and you're the one with all, all the, the king's, king's men. men. Yeah. That was a. Uh, I don't know, remember the name of the song. It was never better. Never better. Something like that. Yeah. And at the end, after all that little lovey song, cut me with your smile. It was very Depeche Mode-y, kind of had a little thing go to it, but the music wasn't. But the words, how it went, and at the end... I'll just bleed a while. Uh, coagulated, lover to hated, and at the end it was you pig. You pig, yeah. It worked out beautiful. I was like, I really liked that song, because I was sitting there jamming well, at see, work. You asked me that the other day. I was like, I tried to remember the verse lyrics first, because like I always did when we were in bands. You'd, yeah. you'd look at me and go like, what's the first word? You know? mm-hmm. So I you know, had to come up with the first word. Off the I top still can't remember head. the first words. Me neither. I remember the chorus. I remember the chorus very well. But, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember the verse. No, I mean, but, uh, uh, shit, I, I got it written down back there. 
I know I do. And I was, and I was thinking that too. I almost texted you. Well, like, at the time I was at work. Somewhere? I was at work, and we're talking about songs we wrote in the band we were in, guys. But uh, so no context, just words on the mic. Yeah. But anyway, uh, as I was riding on the tractor at work, I was sitting there thinking. And I was kind of jamming, and I was singing. You know how you kind of just kind of jam to a tune you know in your head. And I was, I, as it came to me, I was like, "That's a harsh song." Yeah. What is that? Who where are those cars? You know, I was kind of thinking, "What's the words of this fucking song?" And I text you that evening, and then the next day on the same track, doing the same thing, I remembered it. Yeah. So it was, a, it was not too long ago. I got, um, I had one of our, I had Faithful in my head. I see. I got in the truck to go somewhere. I shut the door, and somebody outside was saying something, and it sounded like every every song you've ever heard. Yeah. And I went, every song you ever heard, and every word I've said. And yeah. I was like, yeah, and just like, like hopped in the truck and just drove and like all the way to where I, all the way back to the office was you know faithfully just jamming in my own. We had some good ones. Yeah, those are good tunes. Yeah, we had. And we just left a lot on the. Cu- we just left a lot on the table. A lot on the table. Miles of songs on the table. Yeah, and we had enough for an album, and we were writing a second album, and we hadn't recorded the first. I one. had that. <laughs> I had that story. I mean, I, yeah, I have we, a we, bunch we, of that oh, story. We, yeah, let's craft our second album. We haven't recorded our first one. Even better, let's make our second album a concept album. Yeah, that nobody was behind but me and you. Yeah. I was like, that sounds kind of weird. It's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. That if, sounds kind of weird. If, I don't if know you're going to be the machine and, I, and we're going to be the fire that, that makes the machine run, why wouldn't you just say, yeah. okay, it's not a bad idea. And then when we, we showed them, was it Jack Boots and... Yeah, Jack Boots and... Uh, and um, I can't remember. Garbage. Oh. Sifting through my garbage. Yeah. I liked that song. Great song. I don't dude. have the voice for it. But at the time when my chops were a little bit more up, it sounded like if I could fu- funk funk it, yeah, fu- like fake the funk on the mic, it sounded de- you know decent. It sounded really good live because you couldn't really hear. Kind of trying to belt over. So, but once I once I could found that note, that was freaking. We just need more words. I never had. So we ended up my, our de facto was sifting through the garbage. Yeah, that was freaking wonderful. Killer song, dude. Killer song. Black Paper Moon. That was another one. Why aren't we recording? Pulling just... apart, black paper moon. Nobody will ever know these songs, but they're yeah, they were. We they were to record it. I think I got a couple of recordings on my old phone. Yeah, I mean but we can record them with these. <laughs> just record it, just to uh, just so it's out there, just so it's like this. And so you know, you got, now it's on the internet. Now it's forever. And that's right. I can hear it anytime I want. Like, what was that dumb song? Oh yeah. <laughs> beep 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 boo. <laughs> stupidsongs.com. Yeah. All of our songs are here. Yeah. We're the only ones on this site. Sweet. Us and share. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Not that okay, look. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of no money, she'll feel no share. Because <laughs> she's not with us. <laughs> I mean, she can sing all the stupid she wants. She's like She's got more money than David Crockett. Yeah. More money than the Vatican. Oh, no. Nobody's got more money than them. <laughs> That's the smell of my mustache. You smelling your own stash, man? Uh huh. Yeah. Tickled. I shaved off my stash. Yeah. That's because you have a gnarly Jafar beard. That's it. I do. It's getting gnarlier and gnarlier every day. 
You're starting to look like that old Chinese guy from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> you just close one eye and glare at me. Yeah. Oh, it's uncanny. Yeah. You need a gourd and a rag shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Same dude from The Golden Child. Yeah, I know, but he's huh. better in Big Trouble. Yeah. You must keep this. You must keep your heart pure like this water. The water ain't that pure. And neither are you. <laughs> that dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Freaking golden child. Chinese wizard. <laughs> Watched it the other day. Still I'm, holds up. <laughs> it's the golden child. It's, uh, it's timeless. Yeah, I think there were two of these scrolls, and you smoked the other one. Stop smoking scrolls. <laughs> Lick it. Smoke. Lick it. See it. <laughs> what was that? With the flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah texted me the other day after she saw that picture, and she was like, oh, my God, he looks like Uncle Tommy. I was like, I know. I was like, I'm looking for Tommy Tong. <laughs> you and bring Tommy Tong out here, I'm going to bust your ass. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you, you really what, did, dude. I'll it's like, it's Uncle Tommy. I'll show, you what straight I, up. I'll show you what I think about that karate shit. Does he pick up that mop handle? Yeah. Like in my pocket, chop. there's a whole box of Tic Tacs. <laughs> Take as you many as you like. like. <laughs> hey, get your monkey off my back. Yeah, fool. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> fool, retire, please. Fool. Retire, please. <laughs> yeah, fool. Save do you, it. Do you have any idea who I am? Of course I do. Sado Noomsie. Yes, Sado Noomsie. Oh, Lord. Oh, the golden child. <laughs> you see, hey, bird. You see a little midget Merry <laughs> Christian midget in the tree? <laughs> little hair Krishna midget. Oh man. Back when Eddie Murphy made movies you wanted to watch. I don't know, man. I think I watched a bunch of his movies I didn't want to see just because Eddie Murphy was in them. Uh some of them were funny, some of them not so much. Like the Haunted Mansion was unwatchable. Yeah. Uh Doctor Doolittle the third or whatever. Yeah, couldn't no, watch thank it. You. Couldn't watch the first one really. I didn't watch uh what was what was the one the one that really just murdered his career Norbit. I, I tried. I got a bunch of the, people watched it. I got it. through the first five minutes, maybe ten. I was minutes, having this argument. Like, this not, is terrible. Not the argument, but the conversation the other day. You know how everyone's talking about like, the last decade, all Eminem's records have been horrible, and all this and all this. He just and, put out a new record. And he just, I know I've listened to all of them, but uh, and and the responses and the, the the beef back and forth and all that stuff. He released an album and released another one right behind it, and then all this stuff. And everyone was like, "Oh, it sucks. It sucks." He rhymed a bunch of words, but he ain't saying shit. And then he did, you know, all this stuff came back, and I was like, you know what? Even if his raps, his rap album sucked for the last ten years, everyone he's put out, and it, like say there was one or two really good songs on it, but the rest was just kind of, yeah, all right. That's the way most records are. And he's, I think, it, several years ago, he said it was like maintaining the shit. It's not that hard, and I don't think he was talking about the rap game or he always charts. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's not always fantastic. He's all, not always number one, but he always charts, right? And he always sells a million copies yeah. of whatever record it is. He's going so to. So sell, make a record that's just, just bullshit, right? And you sell a million copies of it. As say every year or every year and a half, you put out another record and you sell a million copies. And you do it for 10, 11 years. Well, he's starting to get like tool where no it's years. No matter how much, no matter how, it doesn't matter. The time span is irrelevant. I was just saying that to say this, that once you get to a certain point, it's just legendary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are you going to buy a box set of Eminem you know, one day? No. My point is, is there <laughs> going to be one? 
Probably the not. The M&M anthology? Shady Aftermath. You know, what is it going to be? Probably not. But if that does exist, it's just, it's like the Eagles have that. You yes. know what I mean? Like, guys like that. So, I mean, like, once, once you hit that level, I mean, you can say whatever you want about him. But at the end of the day, he's going to go back to his freaking mansion with the security and all that stuff. And he's going to kick out of his kicks and he's going to throw his feet up on the couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's already won. He's, he's like somebody fussing at him. He's already ran the race and he ran through the, the ribbon and he won. And now he's watching other people race from the stands. Yeah. He's done the work. And when, it's done. And they're, they're, st- they're hollering at him in the stands about how he don't race no more. So every once in a while, he comes out and jogs and gets up to the first, you know, top three, top two. And then he goes and sits in the stands again. <laughs> and that's the game. You know, yeah. I'm just saying that, that was my point. I mean, as far as going, as far as we did with it, it's just, it's just interesting to me. Like, you don't need game to play. No. So that's, that's, that's all he did. And he's still doing it. And he's almost 50 and he's still killing it. And he's mega fuck ton rich. Yeah. And he's got all the, all the things that come with it. Well, granted, he can't fucking go nowhere without fucking yeah. armed people and shit. But Johnny Depp's the same way. You ain't going to catch somebody out in a supermarket, you know, pushing a cart. Because they'll never get anything no. shopping done. They walk in with a cart, turn around, walk out, get in the car, leave. That's all they can do. So you kind of have to be sympathetic for that. But once you strive to that upper echelon... You know, where people are inviting you to stuff like, come see this show or come do this. And you're just like, nah, 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 nah. You know, whatever. Or your person that handles your mail is doing that. He's already won. There's no, there's no reason to maintain the game like that. Like, now I'm rich enough that me and my kids and my kids' kids are set for life. That means I've got fuck you money. I can do yeah, whatever I want. Do like, what I want. Why didn't you put out a record in the last 10 years? Because I was in Barbados working on this hotel that I had an idea I was going to build this hotel. I was busy. I'm doing other things. What did you? What are you going to call your sh- hotel? Shady Palms Aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> Shady Palms Aftermath. Shady Palms Afterbath. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. There's hammocks. There's a bungalow. There's a Hollywood girl in a Hollywood bungalow. Oh, uh, uh, sauna, steam. <laughs> sauna, steam. It's over on. It's over on the floor. <laughs> Shady Unbelievable. Palms. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Shady palms after me. Shady palms after me, dude. If we don't build it, <laughs> he better. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's a lot. Yeah, anyway, but that's not where I was I'll going. I'll take with. the lawsuit, Eminem. Come on, don't. I'll never say. I'll never <laughs> say his. I'll never say his call his name out in in a negative way on the internet. He's not listening. I know to this. he's not listening. Nobody that, that knows him's listening. That's to this. not the point, Josh. I don't believe in voodoo, but I'm not gonna press the envelope. <laughs> I'm gonna go sl- slap Jamaican Creole looking women down in the quarter just because they're smoking cigars with headdresses on. It's just. <laughs> I think they'd say it's bad juju. <laughs> I'm just not gonna. I've, I've karmically kind of been through the upside down tornado of the anus. I'm just <laughs> tornadic up. I'm done. That's the name of the. F- that's the first song on Bridge Four's record. I'm done. The second one is tornadic up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Bridge four. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Sorry, we're showing you angles and engineering. I, I seen it. <laughs> Bobbing and weaving. God. Oh. Oh, and then he just swallowed the mic. It wasn't a mic, it was a Delaware punch. Mmm. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a freaking pizza margarita. No, not really. I just want like a freaking six pack of cerveza, crack the top, sit here and jack jaw with my boy. I know our first pat our first podcast that didn't open with the cracking of the beel. I hadn't been drinking all week. This is a bloody Mary. I had one at dinner too. We went to Duke's and I got raw oysters to the tune of a dollar twenty four an oyster. They were good though. No, no, they, they were they were they were cracked. Oyster. They still had sand and mud in them. They still had salt water in them. Hey, they weren't quality. I, just want, I paid for them because I wanted them. Yeah, simple as that. But I'm never going back there for oysters again. No. But I just wanted to go because they, uh, they were like seafood. I was like, I don't know where to go get seafood. I don't want to go to Sammy's. And now we're, we're no. riding. We're riding that way, and I took a left. I was like, let's go swing in the Dukes and see what's up. The same picture when I knew him. The same picture of him winning the world champion oyster shucking competition or yeah. whatever, or in that restaurant too. Same Which one did you go to? The one in Watson? Yeah. Or the one? yeah okay. It was like five-time world champion oyster shucker. <laughs> you get so good at something that you win at it five times in a row. Well, it's like th- three guys go to Ireland for the oyster shucking competition. Yeah. And they're all old fishermen. He wasn't at the time. He was a young dude. Crack oysters because he's been doing it since he was a little kid at a restaurant. Yeah. It's kind of a ringer. You know? <laughs> It's not like he was an old oyster fisherman in Ireland. I'm really good at this because I've been doing it my whole life. Mm. Chuck these oysters, boy. Plant these tomatoes. Eat the shrimp. I don't know. Eat the shrimp. Mm. Shrimp. <laughs> Basil frazaguli. Little toots roots. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I almost spilt my beal. <laughs> <laughs> you have no beal. That's bloody mitty. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just not the same. It's really not. You know what I, I miss drinking during our podcast? Severely. I remember. I miss drinking during sex. <laughs> Wait. I meant. No. No, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I miss drinking during sex. <laughs> and splattered on her back. That's not what I'm talking about. I spilt the Michelob. <laughs> It's a banquet beer. <laughs> oh, little cores on the crack. <laughs> Step up to the buffet. <laughs> oh, 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 buffet. Ooh, that's the summer sausage buffet. Short stack. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Try it with this flavor. That's that wasabi mayo. Ooh, yum. Yeah. Go for some wasabi mayo. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put it right here, and you just eat it off. Oh, no. I mean, the, oh, the, no, the cracker. No, the no. cracker. Oh, okay. I, uh, I, I read you. I'm picking up what you're leaning down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smelling what you're stepping in. No, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and we've digressed to ridiculousness, as usual. What you looking at? I'm trying to see what Tim it is. Oh, it's uh, 8.31 Tim. PM. Sleigh. It's called Christmas Sleigh. Christmas Sleigh? Yeah. No, wait. S L A Y. 
Christmas Slay. Slay. <laughs> yeah. Slay balls No, bro. It's about a space monster that comes around and terrorizes some children during Christmas. <laughs> That's no Sandy Claus. That's right. I, all right. Now, it's been done. I think Juliette Lewis. No. What is her name? Who? The Long Kid Goodnight. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. It's already been done by her, so I'm not going to explain it. So you are left with this Gina Davis image in your mind with no context. You're welcome. I'm left with the Gina Davis in the Long Kiss Goodnight image, which is a pleasant image. I was thinking Cutthroat Island. Yeah. I know. I prefer the Long Kiss Goodnight. I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan either. Throat Island. I think I watched that movie in, uh, in its entirety one time. Never need to see it again. Well, I was just thinking about the point blank cannon attack. I like a point blank cannon attack. A point blank cannon attack. That's track three. Track three. Point blank cannon attack. Yeah, but Bridge it's four. It's, it's just interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was thinking. I was coming up when we were talking we should, about. We should do a bridge four uh, album and take it out on tour with four fists, so we could be bridge four fists. In your ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about this Christmas sleigh idea. <laughs> oh, I stole that, by the way. That's from Ernest Saves Christmas. But uh, it is. The Christmas sleigh joke is yeah, from yeah, Ernest yeah, Saves no, Christmas. No, no, but I, I was thinking about that. At some point, it went in my mind, and I came up like quick thought, like a Santa Claus horror movie, but like with really Santa Claus, and it went really horrible B-side. And at some point, Santa Claus was killed. Kind of like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, but like you put on the suit and it kind of transfers kind of stuff. But at that point, I was thinking of ways, as we were talking, I suddenly drifted into the tangent of weird ways for Santa Claus to die. <laughs> so, and then there's a hundreds of them, but he's like a jolly old elf and he's magical. Stuff. So I'm thinking like, and that's where the point blank cannon fire came into play. I was thinking like, maybe somebody really hates Santa and he's jilted, coal sticks, Popery, cin- by the chimney, blast him out of bed with a fire hose. It's like cinnamon and your pumpkin spice and all that. Anyway, I was I was thinking I'll about have that. No one grating nutmeg into my pumpkin latte. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was thinking. Oh, you know, he's 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 tiptoeing down the chimney, or magically appearing, or dimensional foretelling, or whatever. And or portobelloing or whatever he's doing. Portobello mushroom. And he like opens the door. He's sneaking into Timmy's room. Why are you going to Timmy's room? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they all sleep in the living room or something. <laughs> and he's sneaking like quintessentially think, like really overselling this. Yeah. The kind of mm-hmm. old burglar mm-hmm. sneak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he does it, like there's the kid, Jew and the Jenna Davis from Cutthroat. I was sleeping. It looks like he's holding a friend or whatever. When he does it, he pulls the sheet back and it's a can. He's like. And just blast Santa through the window and wall, like out into the yard, like a rag doll. You know, just <laughs> take re- that, Father Christmas. <laughs> come off and like, just the, the, the funny picture in my mind of like a rag doll Santa being blasted out of a, a, a facility. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, and there's all rubble and everything. You know, little pieces of burning little, stuff on the ground. Little piece of detritus. Yeah, and the kid walks up and he's all like, <laughs> you know, he does his shoulder off or whatever. And that's like Father Christmas mantle being transferred to like a demented child so now next christmas when santa claus comes up it's christmas is wrong because it's like this twisted little serial killer kid in the in the coat and everything and he like he like but his bag is filled with knives and no, swords just imp- and chainsaws just, and not it's sort of but not that like that but like implements of no goodery you know he's <laughs> like 
It's like, uh, you know, you're... Uh, Got bad stuff in my bag. It's a kind of Nightmare Before Christmas on a B-side horror reel. Just kind of raking in ideas and, like, melanging them, you know, together. So, you know, the kid's opening the present. It's like a spring-loaded knife. He's like, Mom, what'd you... And everyone freaks out and all that stuff. I think that's hilarious because I have a B-side mind. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> no one's watching this and loving it like me. Just thinking about how funny B-side that is. B-side movies don't get made because people want to watch them. I know, they but get I, made because people want to make them. This is funny, but like the mom and the dad and the brother and sister are like, open it, Sherry. This is, my, this is happening in my head right now. And Sherry opens the present, little girl, and it stabs her. But the ring around it has acid in it and a, a, a striker. So it sprays the family and strikes and everybody catches on fire. Now it's the family. And on the background, it's like a Christmas song playing. But it's slow-mo as the family's burning and knocking the tree down. Everything's like... (laughs) I think we start making this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Those images like that are all I think about. No, We'll call it it sleigh bells. (laughs) (laughs) Has to be said like that every time. Sleigh bells. Just spell it sleigh bells instead of screaming, man. All right, scream. Sleigh bells. (laughs) (laughs) It was just sad. Took the piss right out of the fella. But um, I don't know, stuff like that. I mean, I, it's kind of a meandering wormhole of, hmm, it's purple and it goes down. <laughs> Things that make you say it. <laughs> Swallowing the purple-headed monster. See? <laughs> 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 eh? Things that make you go. <laughs> Things that make you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of Dick and Manila folders. <laughs> Why? This one's more full than the others. I'm <laughs> <laughs> stack evenly on my desk. <laughs> Why do these folders keep falling off my desk? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Don't go in that filing cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody went way overboard for a prank. It's a good one, but no. <laughs> Where's the rest of his body? Oh, you're standing in the cabinet. How just good engineering. <laughs> Damn, 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 that'll teach you. Hide in my file, Kevin, what you dig out? All these folders are ruined. My documents I was are ruined. Why there's smudges on the scanner? <laughs> my documents are ruined. Uh, that's not smudges. <laughs> Apparently, the, the printer's not out of white. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's time to order another scanner. Oh, we need some fucking ink cartridges. <laughs> Who used up all the paper? It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Just book it. Oh, man. Some... Dude, some pervert. Some pervert is in here. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's paper everywhere in here. I think we've been burglarized. <laughs> Gone. Barry, just go down the stairs. No, no. He was, he's in the elevator. King. The elevator just opened. It was fast for him. He's very light. You open the elevator opens. He's holding stacks of paper like, oh, God. Every sheet. Every sheet. Has a nice, big... Cock. 
every smut filled page. <laughs> and, and he find, okay, we'll finish this this B side movie to its logical conclusion. Is Barry realizes that the elevator is not going to work as as his friend Charles, uh, confi- you know, gets the boss's attention. He runs out with the stack and he's holding the stack. And you know, picture he's got it pretty good. It's not, you know, he's kind of got it. And he's running and he goes, he's going down and. Uh, uh, Lauren and Charisse are coming up the stairs from their lunch break and they're in their business suits and he's got a stack of dick pics. He's like, whoa. <laughs> so he kind of goes up the stairs. He goes up the stairs and as he gets up to the stairs, he kicks open the door. The janitor's out there smoking a big J or whatever. Gust of wind over the city streets. <laughs> Just piles the of city dick. city is littered with dick. <laughs> and say for the all sake of purposes, on the back side of the sheet, he was doing like a, a copy of his driver's license for HR. Or yeah. So not only is it his dick, but on the other side is his home address and all that stuff. And he goes out in the city. It's a mixed bag. Good, bad, who knows? We'll take that script to its next. Cut it, print it, done. <laughs> okay, don't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You poor, poor man. Don't cut it. Cut it, print it, done. Wait. Don't, don't cut, cut it. it. <laughs> That's funny. So, the entire premise of that movie is some guy trying to get over showing his dick to a city. You can't ever get it's over a short sh- film called Richard Slips. <laughs> Now we gotta make it. Now we do. I don't know how we're gonna make it. I don't have a building or stairs. Maybe we could just shoot the same stairs. Like the old cartoons. And there's the same stairs. The same. And we'll invert, like switch it from the other side. <laughs> yeah, like switchbacks. be funny coming to no theaters soon oh no no richard ever, slips <laughs> no one's ever gonna see that but i'd like to do it i want duddy in a suit with a stack doing it i want him to play richard so bad because he's so slender and like dress shoes that are a little too big yeah you know, it's like, like so it's <laughs> oh man that'd be so funny <sighs> anthony's the janitor yes <sighs> well i was gonna make duck the janitor Oh, that works. That works. That's even better. Or Duck's the boss. Like in the suit, shirt tucked yeah. in with the tie that's not, it doesn't really kind of fit. Hand on a hip, coffee mug. That's funny, man. You've got it. I know. You've got it. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but you've got it. You're talking about both hands. I got this part up here and then this down. Go Wait, on, work the chef, swallow the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> fucking. That's the sequel. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Richard slips. slips. 
motherfucker. Why'd you call it Richard Slip? Because we didn't think putting dick in the title would do any good. No, just Richard Slips works because, I mean, it's a play on words and it's just funny when you think like, whoa. I don't know how we'd actually film that because of the, I don't know, we'd have to, we'd have to like find images of paper falling off buildings and like try to clip it in or something. It'd be weird because I don't know how we'd do that actually taping it. We just had, I don't know. It'd be hilarious, though. It'd be so funny. It'd be funny. It'd be amazing. It's a short called Richard Slips. Oh, man. Copyright Mark and Josh. Oh, all of it's copyrighted. From the, from the kitchen tables to the streets. That's so funny. <clears throat> that, oh, my God. That's legit funny. But how would it start? Um, Starts with uh, Richard's yearly review, where he has to put in his, uh, after the... Uh, Christmas party. It's the first of the year. That's after New Year's. And, you know, business as usual. Everybody's coming back to work. Well, Richard's under review and he has to put in his... They're doing new paperwork. He has got to get his licenses, social security cards, insurance, and all that stuff, and do all that stuff. Well, what happened is at some point during that Christmas party, you know, the office has been closed that since after New Year's. He put his dick... On the scanner. ...while he was doing his license. And what happened is when he hit copy, um, he actually hit like 500... <laughs> or a thousand. Yeah, when he leaned on it, like it hit a thousand. Yeah, and he got it printed one. He grabbed it and was like, huh. and ran out. And ran out. And he he got his license and he left it. Well, over the weekend, that bitch never went off. It just printed <laughs> and printed and printed. He goes back in there. No, he left his license on accident. He left his license on accident. He's looking for, it. and he kind of has a drunken flashback. Oh, I left it in there. He doesn't remember his dick. He doesn't remember doing it because he was hammered. He goes in there and he lifts it up to find his license and he sees the smudge. And then he looks. And he looks down, and there's a and there's a stack, stack a thousand. A, <laughs> I mean, a thousand's what like that, actually. You know what I mean? But it's still, it's a big ass stack. So that's enough. Well, we over exaggerate. Yeah, you don't you don't have to do it like that. You can say no. We do it like that. We over exaggerate it. Fine. Or we could do it like you know when it comes in those uh, like the beer boxes where it's like the crop, the box and the stack of papers in the box. It's like he's like this because that's hard to hold. It's cumbersome. Paper this is, is even more cumbersome. But something like, I don't know, it's where he has to have both hands on it all, at all points, at all times. So it's hard to open doors. You know, it's got to switch hands. That's what makes it and funny. Every piece of paper, it was every piece of paper in the printer and yeah, out because a, they haven't gotten it a delivery because of the holidays. Yeah, that's right. Where's the paper? And it's like, say it was like, I don't know, we find out what a capacity is for a super industrial office printer. That's what it is. And say all the paper was, you know, gone. Uh, it's got to be a lot. Six reams? It's a lot. It's a ring. Two, three, four, five. That's that's about right. Yeah. That's about right. So see that six rings in there. He's gonna get reamed. So <laughs> if they find all these. So if he runs out, and that's the end of the, that's the end of the short film. Like it's going out, and it, it settles amongst the city. And Richard, the the janitor's there, and there's one kind of blowing across the top, and he sees like this side is the dick, and it blows over that side of the lights, and he goes. Oh fuck! And then he, credits. No, no, right, right there. No, uh, Richard. You know, it's got his phone number and every all his information on it. And Richard goes back downstairs. The boss is there, and he's looking at it. It's like, and you know, Duck goes paper order, and he's like, "Yes, sir." And he goes and sits down at his desk. He sits there. That first call. Nice. That's where I'd stop it. Nice. 
credits. <laughs> Christian does that now. Does he? Yeah, I'll be talking about it. I was like, they don't even put this in there. When I point out a plot hole in a movie we're watching, all they have to do is, like, she opens the door, the killer, the body falls over on her. her its head hits her head. She falls back, hits her head on the concrete. Dead credits. You know, just ending the movie, like, five, six minutes into it. Um, with reality. <laughs> yeah. Or really bad luck. Um, yeah, Christian does it now. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but it's it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So you know, every day come up with six to seven premises for a movie and then destroy Richard them. Slips. That's hilarious. So out of this one, we got sleigh bells. We got uh, we well, that my stuff was already was already there. So we got sleigh bells and Richard slips out of this. It's so funny. It's so how can funny. we not make those short? Right. Even if we never make them. They're right here. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that seems to be a waste of time. Can I, it kind of spurns me into action. I just don't, I can't even wrap my, round, my, my mind around how we would accomplish that. That's an office building thing. You know, how the hell are we going to find usage of an office building that's high enough to dump papers off the top of it? It's all perspective. I still don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's all perspective. We've got to go up there, drop papers, and they blow all around. And then we get a shot. Of an actual building somewhere. Well, oh, we tell we, uh, we we have we find a high building. We go in. We tell them, look, we want to go up here and drop some paper. We'll pick up everything we drop. Six we, reams of paper blowing across the city. That's worth it. Yeah, that's worth it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it to be out there for hours picking up six reams of paper just to get that shot. It'd be worth it. Worth it. Worth it. You know, pick it up. This is a short film. It's called Richard Slips. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That would work. That would work. <laughs> I don't know what we would accomplish by doing it, but... Just to say we did it. We need to do... Let's make them all... Since I'm making a short film anyway, let's make... Uh, I don't know how we'd make sleigh bells either, but it'd be, we could just, you know... We didn't even have to go as far as I went with it. We could make something weird. You know, creepy little kid Santa Claus thing. And then uh, Richard Slips and just keep cranking out ideas because if they're short films, we're talking shorts 15... 15 minutes. Max, or, I mean, you can uh, get a lot... A long short film is 28 minutes at its longest. Yeah, so, I mean... And you gotta be just... That's what I got. I got about I got about 30 minutes. And You gotta just be idea. pulling taffy. I got about 30 minutes in mind. And, you know, once all the scenes are in, it's gonna be a stretch. We're showing in some of the weird scenes, the imagery and stuff like that. But other than that... Um, I went back and read that... Uh, the other day. Which one? Uh, 88 hours. Uh, trying to, yeah. I mean, like I said, that's the script and it's hard case, but I mean, some of the dialogue needs to be worked on because there's little of nothing of that. Yeah. Um, just adding in the, the familiarisms, like, instead of being like, how are you today? I am good. Are you hungry? I am. What do you want? Cheeseburger. You know, that kind of stuff? Yeah. That's how people would talk without the subtle nuances of the way a person. You can we can say that back and forth to each other, but the way you act is way different than. Well, you do you what would, Kevin does. You write the way we talk. Yeah, I could do that, but it's not on a paper. It's in my head, so I have to go back and write, like, with feeling. Not really, but you know what I mean. Like, it's <clears throat> like that. It's writing. how you would talk. You say, "You hungry? Yeah. You what you want to eat? Mm. There's a lot of. It's an actor's choice is how to portray that. You wouldn't just mo mechanically say that or you could it depends on your choices acting is a game acting of choices is a, acting is a game of choices so yeah. I mean that's uh, that's just as far as it goes with it I mean I'm curious but I'm not that curious about it 
But I mean, I know how I want it to look and sound and feel in my head, and that's all I need. I just need to <clears throat> write it down with notes, and when I get somebody that's willing to do it, talk to them enough to portray that and then see. You know what I'm talking about? I can yeah. direct it the way it happens in my head, especially since it's a short film, and there's no, there's no money on the line. No one's going to get hurt. You know, it's not a... It's not a no one's going to get Weinsteined. <laughs> <laughs> so... Except for me, maybe. It's too late for you. <laughs> me too. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, wait, no, see? While you were taking the, the D, I was fisting the B. <laughs> <laughs> right up the keister. <laughs> That's where I save my five dollars. <laughs> Delicious vapors. <laughs> we need to come up on the store for some of the Patreon if they ever show up. We're going to come up with, you know, those little... Uh, <laughs> I can publish the damn thing. <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> what we need to do is we'll get one of those little zipper pouches, right? It's like for change. Mm -hmm. It's a little zipper pouch about that big. Not the squeezy for change, but like the zipper for bills and change. And then we'll get an ankle brace and we'll sew that to the ankle brace, right? And it's a, now it's an ankle wallet. So you can hide your money. We'll call it the keister. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll sell, you'll sell your keister. Put your money right up your keister. <laughs> so you we'll call it. zipper on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> zipper on the bottom. <laughs> so then we'll call it your keister. So we're going to sell you your keister. And then when you get it home, you'll put it on your ankle and stuff your money up your keister. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wants the extra money you're on, they're going to have to go into your keister. You have to pull it out. Why don't you pull it out of my keister? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> Throw that keister up here. That <laughs> <laughs> would be great. Why? That's so easy, too. Okay, so if anybody wants to works. do the Patreon thing, I will totally hand make that. By hand make it, I will, will subcontract a person with a sewing machine to sew that piece of article of clothing together. I'll probably draw a little star on or something. <laughs> Dolphin stickers, if you like that. With a custom-made sticker that says, stick it up your keister. <laughs> I can get that monogrammed on there pretty easily. Yeah. Or we can get it vinyled. I know somebody can vinyl it on yeah. there. It's like, up your, uh, your keister. With an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing up. Ankle wallets. This wave of the future, fellas. <laughs> I don't know if it's the way. I think cryptocurrency. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Your cryptocurrencies. Just throw it out the window. <laughs> Ankle wallets is where it's at. That's <laughs> where the fucking that puck is going. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's where the that's 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 on the uh, write up of the of the product on the on the store. Once we get it set up, the store uh, your keister, fuck your cryptocurrency. <laughs> our our, our, our currency is going right up your keister. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to write this. <laughs> write that down. Uh, we, it's already recorded. Yes, yeah, I don't have to. I wrote it down in my diary, so I wouldn't have to remember it. <laughs> You want to go to Berlin to the lion's den? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we mixed the yeah yeah yeah. Now we could jump this. It's a leap of faith. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your keister. Believe, boy. <laughs> your keister is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. 
so we got two short films I did an angle wallet out of this bitch. Our patrons will be so happy Even to better stuff if we things find, in their keysters. Just find it one of those little blocky ones so and make it black except for your keister so it looks kind of like an ankle bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> looks like you're on house arrest, but it's where you keep your ducats. <laughs> Nobody checks your house arrest ankle bracelet for duggets. Nobody. That's why we know your money's Nobody's safe. Nobody's going to go digging in your keister. <laughs> Unless you tell them to. <laughs> you can probably fit several hundred dollars in your keister if you cared enough. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> unzip God. it and fucking change it hit the ground. Yeah, it's like a change falling out of my keister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have beat this dead horse in the, into the dirt. Oh, the key. The fucking ankle wallet, man. It's called it's, it's called my keister. That was, that's or almost, your keister. That's no, almost keister. as funny as the time we invented neck underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a good idea. You remember that? It's valid, yeah. <laughs> no neck underwear. It looks like a scarf, but it looks like underwear. It's got a little spot for the dick. But it's not. <laughs> a dick, but yeah, it's funny. Adam's apple. Feels like you're getting choked by a really weak, weak midget. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, okay, so we can do that. Dick underwear and keisters. My keister. That's <laughs> what it's patrons called. When my keister. My little pony. My little keister. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't do it. I have to do it. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to. No, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> so, we got the fucking keister done. Keister Duckets? Is that what <laughs> No. We got my little keister or whatever. That's how I'm going to remember it now. But anyway. My little keister. No. That's a trademark song. Yeah. Trademark is Keister. <laughs> anyway, we got Keister. We got neck <laughs> neck draws, neck underwear, neck draws. <laughs> I want to figure My neck draws. Chalk chalkboard apparel. Chalkboard apparel. Yeah, it's that fucking cloth. It's like made out of the chalkboard shit. I don't want to walk around all dusty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you. The drawbacks of walking around with a wearable chalkboard. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I mean, maybe that shit's permanent. It's like, you remember how in the 80s, I guess, in an, and every other time, they had those cars? It's like a little little fucking car. What's it called? Like the, the Hot Wheels, the Matchbox? Yeah, like a little Matchbox car. But you put it in water and it would yeah, turn this color. Yeah, Hot Wheels. Like, yeah, like I that. that. I a little Lamborghini that was white and you threw it in the water and it turned red. That's sweet. I'm just thinking about like stuff like that. Just weird little products we're thinking about. You know, but I'm like, bring you're gonna bring back hypercolor. Yeah, but your shirt. Hypercolor hair shirt. That's what I'm saying. But instead of hypercolor, like something cooler than that. Like, <laughs> like a dusty chalkboard shirt. <laughs> I'm just throwing <laughs> shit out there, bro. You fuck. We laughed about neck underwear. Fuck you. <laughs> Come up in my chalkboard shirt and fuck it up. <laughs> Just a fucking weird... Look, you man, didn't come up with it. I'll back you on the keister. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Can't get away from the keister. I'll even go no holds barred on the neck underwear. <laughs> fucking neck underwear. I don't know about these dusty shirts you're talking about. What if it was permanent? <clears throat> 
That would be weird. You'd be walking around with a bunch of poorly rendered doodle clothing. <laughs> that would be fucking weird. I think people do that already. It's called fashion. Yeah, I know, but it's just, in my mind, it looks cooler than it actually is. So when I said it, I didn't really describe it, how it was happening. My mind is like, hypercolor, hypercolor chalkboard outfit. This is dumb. <laughs> hypercolor you know? chalkboard outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you went commercial with it. Yeah, that's what was going on in my head. But hypercolor I, chalkboard outfit. I couldn't figure out a way to like... And you said, okay, well, maybe it's permanent. Maybe it's like a heat. You get one of those heat pens, and once you draw on it, man, that shit's fucking... It's done. Yeah, so it's like black. Like on a vinyl. Something you can actually wear that wasn't miserable. Yeah. But you draw on it, you lay it out flat, and you draw on that heat turns it a color, and that's a wrap. So it's wearable artwork for actual artists. But if you're just like, you know, I drew a star and moon. Somebody wrote their name. Somebody drew a fuck you on it. Yeah. Just walking graffiti. I think Billy like, was here. I think it's a neat idea, but I mean, like, that's going nowhere. It's just a neat idea. <laughs> I'm not spending the time and money it would take to actually build something like that. Like, neck underwear, I can make that happen. You get small underwear, cut it, click it, sew it up the back. Neck underwear. <laughs> My keister is easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you left your keister open for that one. <laughs> can't believe this is still happening. How is this keister still going on? Uh, <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. Never ending keister. <laughs> God. Oh my God, dude. It's funny. Now I'm just now I'm just an idea hatching criminal. I'm trying to think of like yeah. plots. Products. It's always better when you don't try. Things. No, I'm not really trying. I'm actually just lamenting. On your empty beverage. Well, it's now the it's the last of it with the water and the ice is melted, so it's like that vodka tomato water. Blech. I was like, do I go to the store and get a sixer now? Six. I'll be up till 11. I got to get up at four. Ugh. I mean, I'll do it, but I mean, I'll stop by Redbox and get a saucy Sausalito and... Mm-hmm. Hate it. Oh, I've been getting... Here's another little fucking Latin loopy-loo. Mm-hmm. Fucking stopped and uh, went to the horror movie section like I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put like I used to do at Blockbuster. And just... Hmm. I got three base horror Looks movies. like a hot ticket. <laughs> and I watched a dog. Well, you tend to. No, I mean, I can watch some of them and laugh. And enjoy them. And some of them I just can't watch. This one I couldn't watch. Like, who paid for this piece of shit? And it was a fully functional, money, on-location shot movie. What was it? I can't... I don't want... It's new. I don't want to say the name, but... Say the name. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I can't really pronounce it. (laughs) Gahina? Gahina. 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 It's like the hell of some other people, or actually our people, but... um, Wicked people live there, whatever. It was an actual place outside of Jerusalem where they would burn all their refuse and trash. Yeah, but it's also a place where the wicked are sinned. Like, it became like a storyline. Better you walk into. I can't remember what the saying was. It's in the Bible. Better you walk into Gehenna with one eye than into the. Better you walk into into heaven with one eye than into Gehenna with two or. Vice versa. So I don't know. Abraham this. Whatever. Moses that. <laughs> yeah, but all, all that nonsense. But anyway. <laughs> no, no lightning strike. <laughs> so. Um, and they, they, they're scouting or they're trying to buy property for this hotel. And they're not believable as hotel moguls. Like I'm going to get the, we're going to make this a 
fat palatio hotel estate with bungalows and all. She says in her kids, you know, <laughs> on the beach, like, well, you go, go scout the waterfall he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, do that. Money, money, money. Talk, talk, talk. Yes, pretty much. But anyway, they go and they're like, we got to try the bunker. And it's like this, uh, I don't know, Spanish story about a guy and a girl got separated. And the Spanish killed his wife and he put a curse on the air. Well, anyway, apparently Gehenna, as they go into this place, it's like a World War II Japanese bunker on this South, South American, South Pacific island. Mm-hmm. And they go down in it. And it's really like an old Japanese bunker, dude. And it's like, cool, it's old stuff in there. And then the door shuts and locks. Generator starts up and there's lights in there. And there's this old Japanese in there. There's a trap. There's a Japanese dude in there. I guess he thinks the war's still going on. And this is a good premise. That's not what happens. He shoots himself. He's been trapped in there since the war. And the evil pit's been keeping him alive. There's a dark spirit down there. And the whole point is like, one person has to survive. And when they go in there, like this ancient motherfucker just attacks him. He's got like he's been in the dark. His eyes are white, and he's just like an old zombie. And he try attacks him, and they kill him or whatever. And it turns out, after all this, you have to die to escape. You can't ever escape it. If you're the, one has to live, the witness has to live. And when you live, they don't let you out. You're just trapped in there alone. You're just trapped in there and made insane. Yeah, and then the lights start going out, and you're not going to die starvation. You're just trapped in there in the dark. Until somebody else comes in. And it's a maze. You're just blind in the dark, rubbing walls for however long. Well, after he realizes this, before the lights go out, he sees this video. They had a camera. sees this video when they got attacked. It's him. It's a Tom Lou. He sees his tattoo on this old rotten guy that's attacking him and they kill and that's the first thing they hear is, you must die. When that cre- You must die. When the creature died, and his tattoo was on that creature. So then a time loop. So eventually, by the time in 70, 80 years, when he's an old man, been wandering around insane in these things, he knows that they're coming. So he was the... Okay, so really cool premise, that's not but a really terrible movie. That's not how it was shot. It was shot like in any moment a porn could happen. No, uh, yeah. That kind of acting like, hey... So what about last summer? You remember? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, well, not that yeah. music. It's just like sitting around. Yes, I remember Randall. And it won't happen again. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. She moaned like a whore when I railed her. Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> did, it, did it not happen? Well, it was tequila. And you can't. All right, look. Real people don't talk like that. And say, none of your fucking business. Let me leave it at that. And you know what happened. It's called inferred. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to talk about it? Something actually happened. It's like, look, I'm sorry about all that shit last year. Let's go into this evil fucking sarcophagus, right? <laughs> Let's go in the horrible death maze. The only, I can't wait to get to the horrible death maze. The only good goose is a sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> I got money to see that movie. You know where I got it? <laughs> In my keister. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's where you keep your <laughs> mad ducats. <laughs> I got a friend, and we went to the movies. He had like $25 in his keister. <laughs> I got all popcorn I, straight from the keister. Keister corn. Well, that's different. <laughs> well, that's a totally that's a, different product. It's a different too. thing. Maybe it's a... Nah, nobody wants a candy corn dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do if the candy corn comes out in the shape of butts. <laughs> no, no, nah, bro. I was thinking of another a spinoff from the Keister. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like candy corn dispenser. Just that phrase. <laughs> We're just, just taking it. Just taking it too from far. We gotta get away from the Keister and come up with more marketable produce. Not us. <laughs> Sorry, not fruit or vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> there was a song involved. There always is. Because not only do I watch a Warner Brothers movie, I have a Warner Brothers ball cap. Thanks, Bugs. Not really. I was trying to make a... <laughs> I don't know, bro. <gasps> oh, God. Just, and he just went down on the mic. <laughs> you go down on it. I was just... Making uh, sweet, sweet love to it. I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Yeah, uh, as far as this is another one of those surreal podcasts for me because I always think there should be an objective and there never is. And I'm always pleased, but I'm always, I don't know, I'm like one of those, what's that thing? When you self-deprecate. You're overly critical. I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you said, I'm sure there's some fancy jargon. (laughs) Whatever dudes you're doing or whatever. All right, well. All right. Bridge four. Bridge four. And on that note, we cue the music. A Blame Yourself production. If you don't like what you hear, blame yourself.